Welcome to Spiritual and Empowerment Living with international speaker, spiritual mentor, and best-selling author, Tia Johnson, as she discusses spiritual and women's empowerment topics to assist you in igniting your spirituality and empowering your quality of life. Let's welcome your host, Tia Johnson. Hello, 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 and welcome, spiritual trailblazers. Welcome to episode 226 of the Reclaim Your Life three-part series. And today, we will be speaking about speaking your truth. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So this is going to be a really cool episode. I'm all about this, especially because it can be a daunting task sometimes. I mean, let's face it, speaking our truth is not always easy. Actually, if it was easy, then we really wouldn't be talking about it at all. (laughs) Anyway, before we dive into that, if you haven't, give uh, the Spiritual and Empowerment Living blog a look. Go ahead and binge read. There are many wonderful topics there covered from traveling to spiritual empowerment issues to mindset and everything in between. So go ahead, head over to blog.tmariejohnson.com. Get your tea, your coffee, whatever you want to drink and get your read on. So the latest and greatest (laughs) going on in Tia Central, uh, I am someone who loves her lattes, you know, just just buy everything that falls under the coffee umbrella. And I know that the pumpkin spice latte is out now, but I'm waiting for the gingerbread um, latte. That's, I think it's called gingerbread spice or just gingerbread latte. I know I can make it on my own, but Let's face it, we go to places like Starbucks for the experience. Um, I love the smell, the aroma. You know, when I walk in there, it's just like a cute little community. Um, Even when you go to certain coffee houses, I love it. And I actually fell in love with a coffee house when I was in uh, Lake Tahoe. So many moons ago, when I was in college, (laughs) I went with a friend to California, in particular, Orinda. That's where her uncle lives with his wife and children. And one day, Darnar stayed there for a spring break. He said, let's go to Lake Tahoe. And me and my friend were like, yay! But we are also like, no, because in Philly it was cold and there was still snow going on in March. And we were in nice, sunny California but whatever, he wanted to show us a good time. So we went there. We ended up getting snowed in. All right. So we couldn't leave the, because uh, we were going to leave the day after, but we couldn't. So we had to email our professors, uh, book new plane tickets. Uh, I forget what airline we were on, but they didn't care that, you know, we got snowed in. So we had to pay out of pocket, all that jazz. But anyway, meanwhile, we had stopped at this coffee house and it was just like, wait, what? I mean, the way it was set up, you can see the machines and it was just like a, a little community. And back then, you know, I'm just in college. I'm, I'm not really focusing on, you know, little magical communities or anything like that. I'm just living life. So here I am like, wow, the feeling was just different. And I had hazelnut coffee. Of course, a spiritual person gets hazelnut, right? We don't get just any coffee. We get hazelnut. Um, <laughs> so... I get that. I'm like, oh, this is the best thing ever. And the rest is history, really. And and I also tried Starbucks. This is before it beca- it arrived to the East Coast. 
All right, Starbucks was a West Coast thing. I tried it thinking I could recreate the hazelnut and it didn't work out. And it really is because I didn't know how to order at Starbucks. So that backfired and I threw away the coffee. It was absolutely horrible. And my friend goes, how could you waste a $5 coffee? But I, nothing on Starbucks. I just, I didn't know really what I was ordering. I was trying to recreate that. So what I'm saying is, um, I learned, I learned the ways of the coffee world. <laughs> and one of the things I enjoy is their gingerbread latte. And I do that as opposed to making it my own because of the, that feeling when you walk in to a coffee shop. It's just, it's just something magical. I can't really explain it. Anyway, that's what's going on here. I'm looking for, I'm starting to look forward to the seasonal things now. Stores are having their, their like fall stuff out. It's just really cool. So yeah. And then coming up is going to be the 31 days of Halloween. I mean, hello, Hocus Pocus, all that. Bring it on. I told you the fall season is, is my second favorite season. Love it. All right. Anyway, um, there is a, a worksheet that comes with this episode. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But today is September 11th and I have a moment of silence because this was a terrible day that happened in the U.S. many years ago. So let's just have that moment. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's it's unfortunate, and I think to have the the moment of silence and memories really helps with you know honoring those who put their lives on the line and acknowledging those who lost their lives and and you know just remind you how precious life is. So I just wanted to do that for the moment. Also, this week is Direct Support Professional Recognition Week. So whoever is directly supporting you professionally, give them a shout out. Show them how much you appreciate them. It's so easy for us to forget to show how much people mean to us. So just tell them thank you. Give them a Starbucks gift card. <laughs> something. Dunkin' Donuts, whatever they, they drink, you know, just treat them to something. All right. So I'm trying to zone for size. I mentioned it last week. This week, um, for the, the spirit, little no spiritual fact, little insight here, we are going to be using the um, Scott Cunningham. This is the expanded and revised edition. All right. The Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. So there you go. If you want to see what this book looks like, just head over to my Instagram, Tia underscore Johnson underscore, because I'm posting videos of uh, this podcast. So it just really made me recording and smiling at the camera and showing you some guys, you guys, some things. So I decided to pick um, hemp to talk about because it's a hot topic recently and I'm even learning more about it. So I figured, okay, why not? This book is just, it just shows you the picture. It gives you, I guess you call it the genealogy of the plant. I don't know if that's the word you use for it, but that's what I'm using. All right. So it shows you the picture of all these plants, all these herbs, I should say. It gives you the background, like the proper name, all that. So what I'm doing is I'm just going to read off this, uh, the hemp portion off to you. 
And I wanted to do this because, again, I just have so many books here at home, and I've learned so much over the years. And I, I wanted to share this, and sometimes I just can't fit it all in. But I figure if I can just take little pieces of information from the books that I've read, something could pique your interest, and then you can buy that book, and you can take your time to dive into this information. All right, hemp. And it states here, cannabis stavia, S-A-T-I-V-A, or sativa. Pardon me if I mispronounce this, guys, okay? All right, and it has a list of their folk names. The gender is feminine. The planet is Saturn. That's my planet. I was born on Saturday. Element is water, or water, depending on where you are on a planet. I'm from Philly, so I pronounce water as W-A, or excuse me, W-O-O-D-E-R. Powers. It involves healing, water, visions, and meditation. So if you're using hemp and you feel like you are in love, then this is probably why. All right, magical uses. I have here, um, it is used, uh, it was commonly used, it was once widely used in magic due to laws enacting during the 1930s, which restricted use and, use and sell Many of these practices are dying out. Here is a sampling of them. Hemp has long been used in love spells and divinations, such as in the following infamous hemp seed spell. All right, and then it goes on to saying, take a, a handful of hemp seeds to a church at midnight, preferably just as midsummer begins. Walk around the church nine times, sprinkle the hemp seed as you walk, and then there are words for you to repeat. It has here hemp was part of many visions and scrying incense, the smoke of which opened the psychic senses. Mugwort, mugwort and hemp were prescribed to be burned before a magic mirror to gain visions. It was also added to meditation incenses, incense. Uh, scourges were made of hemp, were used in China as imitation snakes were, I cannot read right now, which were beaten against the be the beds of a stick to drive out malicious illness causing demons. So hemp was widely used for love and visions, meditations, and healing. Very interesting. So yes, I am learning more about this. Uh, I know there's a thing called hemp seeds that people use. They put in their their shakes and things like that. So there's a lot of good stuff here, guys. So again, this and that is on page one. Uh, where to go? One thirty-five, the Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. Dun dun dun. All right, and I feel like there was one more thing. Oh yes, one more thing I want to tell you before I dive into uh, <clears throat> today's topic. So we are approaching season eight of the Spiritual Empowerment Living with Tia. Now. This podcast was originally called The Bali's Sanctuary Spot many years ago because that's actually the name of my business, and I'll get all into that at a later date why it was called that. But the the first uh, episode was called Dream Coaching, Understanding Your Dreams, and that's because I'm a certified gateway dreaming coach. I help people with sleep in their dreams. That's, that's another thing that I do. And it aired September 16th, 2011. 2011, guys! crazy. Now, next week's episode will air on September 18th, which is, of course, you know, two days after the first date. So what I wanted to say here is, oh, and that episode was an hour long. So I mean, like I used to take calls and everything. 
So what I would love for you to do is to take a survey. The link is in the description for this episode. And just answer as a few simple questions. And the, those questions are, what would you like to see more of of the show? What are some of your favorite things about the show? Who would you like to see be a guest on the show? Things like that. Just so I can get a better understanding of what you want to see, well, really to hear on a Spiritual Empowerment Living with Tia podcast. And, and really just make sure that I am creating content that you want to hear. All right. So again, you just go ahead and click the link in the description for this episode and it'll take you like less than five minutes. All righty. Here we go. Clear my throat. Reclaim your life. Three part series. Speaking your truth is part two. Last week we talked about boundary setting. Okay. And I hope you downloaded the fun sheet for that, you know, and, and get your thoughts on paper, start evaluating them and see, you know, what you can do to really make your boundaries work for you. This episode, we're really going to be focusing on speaking your truth. And this is so important because sometimes we look at certain situations as, I don't want to get involved because I don't like confrontation. But saying nothing is just as bad, maybe even worse sometimes as saying something that is bad. Because what you're doing is you are low-key condoning a situation or you're just letting something pass that shouldn't pass, which could also mean people overstepping your boundaries. You need to speak up for yourself and even at times speak up for people who can't speak for themselves because one, that's the right thing to do, but also there will be a time where you won't be able to speak up for yourself and someone will step in and speak up for you. All right. Speaking your truth is the surefire way to make sure that on your deathbed, you leave nothing on the table. This is the way that you get to live your best possible life. Okay. This is how you make sure you live with no regrets because you can't go wrong if you're speaking your truth. You're saying what's on your mind and your heart, what is, you know, coming from your soul, what gives you butterflies in your stomach. This is you. And no one can really properly address you if you don't speak your truth. Imagine you go to the doctor's office, okay? And after waiting for, seems like an eternity in the waiting room, you finally make it to the private room. You're talking to your doctor and he says, okay, what's bothering you? And you say, oh, I've been getting really bad headaches all the time, you know, and I just don't know what's going on. And you leave it at that. But you're also not saying how you get chest pains, you begin a tangling in your arm, you're, you're leaving all that out. He can't properly diagnose you if you don't know what's going on because you're not speaking up, right? You can't just say part of your truth. You have to say the whole truth. And if people don't want to get that for some reason, that's on them. Once you put it out there, you release it. And I know it is hard to just release something and not think about, well, what's going to happen after I do this? Trust me. I had to remind myself of that almost all the time. But it is our personal responsibility to speak our truth, okay? And this is when we find out, you know, who, who gets us, right? It's not about who's on our side 100%. We can have a disagreement with someone, you know, who we love, that's okay. You know, they don't have to agree with everything we say. They just have to understand and respect where where we are coming from. All right, so 
number one, I have four points for you. So last week it was six. This week is four. Uh, what is it and what does that look like? So what is your truth? One of the, the main things I help um, women with is speaking their truth. But I don't tell them what their truth is. I ask them, well, what is it for you? What would be your truth? If you were to think right now what that looked like, what it is, just say it. Don't worry about trying to put it in a sentence. Spit words out. Just say it. And I I use that approach because there's always that thing that we are suppressing or just putting it on a back burner. Okay. There's always something that we're working on, but we're kind of sort of like, okay, I'll get to it. All right. And it could be that we're afraid, afraid of it doing while becoming wildly successful, afraid that it won't work out, afraid that's going to be a lot of work, but anything that's truly great does require X amount of work. Okay. If it was really easy and, you know, it was just something that we can do at any old time, then we wouldn't be having conversations like this. You wouldn't be having these emotional roller coasters throughout life, right? So what does that look like for you? What is your truth? What is it? 100%. I tell you, for me, my truth is being able to be creative, whether that's wearing different hair colors, whether that's getting spiritual tattoos, whether that's communicating with women to help them live their life, traveling, you know, just really being unapologetic for how I spend my time and what I choose to do. And there have been times where people approach me and say, oh, do you know what your tattoo means? I did my research, yes, but if by chance I made a mistake, that's on me. You know, I'm not asking you to pay for the tattoo cover-up or removal. You know, so this is also about owning it. So many times we want to, you know, speak our truth and we want people to agree with us and be on our side. Don't worry about that. Just own it, whatever it is, own it. Because then no one can take it from you. That's your lifestyle. You want to you wanna, uh, get piercings. You want to explore yourself. You know, you want to explore the world. You want to do these things. Own it. You will be so much more satisfied. And it will the, the life you're living will be so much more rewarding because all you're really doing is unlocking you. All right? So what is it? What's your truth? And what does it look like for you? Okay, think about that. What, is, what does it look like for you? I, I, I explain what my life looks like for me. And who knows, a year from now, it may be, oh, well, you know, I want to move here and do this, you know, but right now it's traveling and being expressive with body art, tattoos, um, you know, wearing different hair colors, um, you know, just thinking where I'm going to travel to next, things like that, just unlocking my spirituality, you know, reading books that just enlighten me that that's my truth you know women empowerment that's my truth i love that all right next is how to speak your truth and maintain it now last week we did the same thing with boundaries you know how to maintain it how to you know put that together and with boundaries we did prepping, you know, like before you leave the house, this is what you do. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, please go ahead and listen to that after you finish listen, listening to this episode. Okay, this is a three-part series. And to get the fun sheet, just go to tiamariejohnson.com forward slash 226. tiamariejohnson.com forward slash 226. So speaking your truth. Okay, so how to speak it and maintain it. 
you want to use your own words. Don't worry about trying to use words that you've heard someone else use because, you know, it, it's someone who is like well-known, you know, in whatever area you're focusing on. You, you can use some of their words, but make sure you use the ones that resonate with you and make sure that you learn more about the words that they are using. Even if you understand some things of it, like earlier, I talked about hemp. I understand some things of it, but I'm going to learn more. So your truth, when you speak it, it has to come from the heart. And when you do that, it will resonate with people and they will say, no, that's really her truth. That's what she believes in. That's what works for her. What I say are things like, well, I believe that a woman shouldn't put a man before her future, her goals, you know, her source of income. And I say this because I have her stories and witness women who just gave up schooling, gave up this, gave up that. And they just really watered themselves down. I don't even recognize them. And it's all for for what? I mean, if it's for love, then you will enhance. So let's say you do fall in love and and you know the the guy's just like, Hey, I would love for you to, you know, move in with me. Maybe it's across state. Maybe he'll say, Okay, well, you know, you wrap up school, I'll come visit you, you know, we'll make it work out. And then maybe you'll move out the state after you graduate, but then you flourish right? It's not, I can barely recognize you because you look tired and overwhelmed, drained, you know, and there's a lot of other physical things that come along with that, you know, the joints hurt, the posture isn't good anymore. No, you, you, you surrendered your power in everything, okay? So yeah, I'm all about women exceeding their own expectations, and I know some people say, well, you know, you're not supposed to have no, it's okay to have at least some form of expectation, right? If you put in the work to study a subject, you expect to get an A, right? Or at least a B plus, you know, I expect to get a good grade, right? Okay, so some expectation is good. I don't subscribe to that, expect nothing all the time. No, no, you can expect something some of the time. If you pay your bills, you expect the utilities to work. And if they don't work, what are you doing? You're on the phone with the gas company. Hey, I'm having gas issues here. Um, hey, I'm having electricity issues. Hey, the cable's not working. I paid the bill. The cable's not working. You expect it to work, right? And that's what I'm saying here. So in your own words, what's your truth? Here's how I speak it, going past the women's empowerment. What I have learned is that Traveling isn't just something that I love to do. It's part of my mental health. I learned that traveling changes something in me. I'm, I'm more uh, conscious and fulfilled and enriched because I experience someone else's culture, the different air, the beauty of that country. That's part of my truth. I explain it in adjectives. You know, I explain it in uh, creating a story. I explain it by saying how it just works for me. And if something doesn't work for you, the same thing. You can say, yeah, I, I tried it and it's, it's, it's not for me. It's, it's just not for me. Like I tried snorkeling. It was a horrible experience. That's, I, didn't even, I, I can't even say I tried it really because I didn't even really fully get into the water. It's just I freaked out. So I can say, hey, look, it's not for me. I kind of sort of tried it. It's not for me. Or it doesn't pique my interest. So I'm just, no, I don't have to try it. Some people 
say, oh, you know, I'm all about facing my fears. I have no problem facing fears if it's for the betterment of my life. For example, if I was afraid of snakes, I mean, I could go and try to get over that, but what would that mean for my life? If there's no direct impact on that, me getting cozy with a snake isn't going to help me progress. You know, that's, that's not, that's not the route I want to take into overcoming my fear. If I did have a fear of snakes. Now, what if it was public speaking? Then yeah, I need to get over that because I now want to speak in public. So yeah, what I'm going to do story slam, which I did. And it freaked me out. My friend made me do it, but she had the best intentions and I'm so glad she did it. All right. Which means maybe going to Toastmasters, which means practicing in front of different people. Okay. So that's what I mean when, you know, like how to speak your truth and how to maintain it is the more you do it, the easier it's going to be. And the less you care about people's feelings who don't like your truth, (laughs) you know, you're not hurting anyone. So it shouldn't bother anyone, but it does because some people look at you as, oh, she's supposed to be this empowered woman, but she still needs help with this. Everyone needs help with something eventually. So don't let that get to you. People will try to say these things to get you to feel a certain way about yourself, okay? So that, that's one. You know, people are going to try it, all right? Being able to maintain speaking your truth is, is something that will be of second nature to you, right? You just And you would know how to say it. Sometimes you could be as, as unfiltered as possible, which, which may mean, you know, cussing. And other times you'll say it in a more professional way because you're in a different atmosphere and it just won't, you know, you won't be able to get your point across if you say it a different way. Okay. You know, different situations just require different lingo. That's what anything. All right. So that's how you maintain it. Just practice it, you know, practice it in the mirror, practice living it. Okay. And it's not about justifying yourself either i want to express that just this is about you speaking up for yourself getting used to getting that voice going so what i want to do here quickly is to focus on our chakras because and namely the throat chakra because the throat chakra really involves us us with our um, speaking our truth okay so even if you are someone who was creatively expressive like a singer painter you know just creativity in general this is good for you to focus on as well. So what I want you to do is you can use either hand. I mean, you can use your dominant hand, but if your dominant hand is not working for whatever reason, you know, like you're in a cast or whatever, use your left hand or your whatever. All right. Take a deep breath. And I just want you to just massage your neck. So just, you know, in a gentle circular motion. All right. I just want you to envision your chakra and your chakra are energy centers in your body or the chakras, I should say, plural chakras are energy centers in your body. All right. And, and they're, um, they're spinning wheels. All right. Energetic spinning wheels and each chakra represents something. All right. And is connected with organs in the body. So in this case, the throat chakra is located in the center of the throat, is connected with the throat. So, you know, esophagus, like all all that area, right? And if you have issues with your throat, like you get bronchitis, you have, uh, I'm trying to think, what's the throat issue? Is it, I think, thyroids? 
sometimes I, I mix up the two. Thi- I mix up thyroids and thyroids because they sound just alike. But I want to say thyroid. Whatever that the issue that's in the throat, a lot of women get that more so than men when I have come across, what I've learned. And it's because a lot of women from the time they were young were just basically told to, you know, be seen and not heard is all these social, you know, uh, rules, quote unquote rules that are placed on women. It's like, I don't want to speak up too much because then I'm going to be seen as bossy. I'm going to be seen as bitchy. You know, people are going to think I'm this angry woman all the time, you know, so much so. So I just want you to do, and you know, I'm, I'm just massaging my neck in a circular motion. Don't think about clockwise or counterclockwise. All I'm doing is just you know, just massaging that area, okay? So even if you want to use your fingers and just kind of just like, just rub the different sides, all right? And I just want you to envision that area, all right, as having a beautiful blue, I division a, a flower blossoming right there in my neck, a beautiful blue flower, that's the color of the throat chakra, just blossoming, right? And And it's just uninhibited just a beautiful flower the petals are opening up and it's full of life and it's beautiful all right and it's spinning too so as you imagine this flower blossoming it's turning right and this is beautiful flower sparkly blue illuminating it's wonderful fully grown and is there to help you speak your truth all right and you can youtube throat chakra meditations <clears throat> excuse me to help you maintain uh that throat chakra to be at a high level all right so the next thing you want to talk about number three stand your ground this is important because <clears throat> there will be times where you will have to stand your ground and remember I said earlier that this isn't about explaining yourself, but I mean, let's be honest, in this world, there will be times where we are going to have to put people in their place. I wish I can say that th- you don't have to worry about it. You'll be okay. Once you just like work on your chakras and practice speaking your truth, you'll be okay. But the truth of the matter is, you know, you will encounter a person or people who just have something negative to say or, you know, whatever the case may be. And you can ignore some people for the most part. You can say, I'm not even going to entertain that with a response. But then there are times where you're going to have to take the gloves off and let them know what time it is. You know, you're just going to have to let them know. It's, that's the world at times. Okay, you could be cool, cool Luke, Steve, whatever you want to be, you know. But at times, you you, you just have to set that bar and you have to let them know, no, 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 you cannot say that to me. You you will not disrespect my lifestyle. Okay. You will not talk to me in that manner simply because I believe in the right to whatever your right is, the right to travel, the right to do this, the right to do that. Why should I think the way you think when that doesn't apply to me? Okay. So Be ready to stand your ground. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel like you have to apologize later. Don't feel like you have to have that person's feelings in mind. Just know that you need to express yourself and maintain that boundary of 
you know, look, you don't have to agree with me, but respect it. I'm not bothering anybody. Okay. You don't have to like my tattoos. You don't have to like my piercings. You don't even have to like me. It's okay. I'm not for everyone, but I will not let you disrespect me or talk badly in some way, shape or form just because you don't like it. <laughs> right? You know, and, and this also goes for the backhanded compliments or the, uh, you know, oh, your tattoos are cool, but I wouldn't want my daughter to marry someone with that many tattoos. Who asked you? No one. No one. No one. That's like uh, <clears throat> when I was in college, uh, there were some ladies there who smoked cigarettes and some guys were just like, oh, that's so disgusting, you know, blah, 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 and talk, you know. And at the time, I, I didn't really think of it as a bad thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, cigarettes, cigarettes are bad for you. But in hindsight, it's just like, but no one asked you. She didn't have you in mind when she bought the cigarette. She's not asking you to date her. She doesn't care what you think. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> cigarettes, you know, is again, yeah, she is harming her body. But maybe she hasn't been well informed about cigarettes. Maybe she's just like, you know, mm, I don't know. I take my chance, whatever. I don't know. But my thing is, is she harming anyone? No. These women would would go outside to smoke. They wouldn't smoke in the building. That's not allowed anyway. But they wouldn't even smoke around them. They just knew that they smoked because they came back smelling like, you know, cigarettes. And it's just so interesting, the the conversation that would just go on and on and on. And it just took up so much of their time talking about it. And these women didn't even have a clue. Because when they came back in, it was like, you know, whatever. No one talked about it. Now... If that happened present day, I would just say, okay, well, you know, she's not even in the room. She's not asking you to buy her cigarettes, nothing, you know, so what? <laughs> All right. That's something with her. Right. <clears throat> so that's what I'm saying. Now, she didn't really have to, have to defend herself because they didn't say it to her, but you may have to defend yourself. You may have to say, well, okay, you don't like my tattoos, but I also didn't ask you to pay for it. I didn't have you in mind. And if I, by chance, have wrinkly skin when I get older, so what? I don't care. I'll be too old to care then. <laughs> I care less then. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a cool grandma with tattoos and cool story because I live my life. So that's what I'm saying. Be ready to stand your ground. It does not have to be a fist fight confrontation like that. But don't think that it has to be that way. A lot of women I talk to think that saying something is a confrontation. Like, oh, I, don't, I just don't want any confrontation. Get out of that mindset. It's a conversation, okay? It becomes confrontational when it really, really, really escalates. Does it have to escalate to that? No. Could it? Slim chance. Really, people who are outspoken like that, they need an audience, okay? They need people to hype them up to say something because if they say that to you one-on-one, it really doesn't mean anything because no one's there to hear them say that, right? So if they do happen to have an audience, <clears throat> get ahead of that. Tell them, oh, don't show off because people are here, okay? I want you to know that you have no bearing on my life. I'm living my life to the fullest the way I see fit. I'm not bothering anyone. And then that's a problem with you, then you need to check your life. Okay, feel free to write all that down. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying here, okay? Be ready for that. Okay, have that conversation. Ask them, what's really bothering you? Why does 
fill in the blank about my life bother you? What about that bothers you? Because I'm not asking you in the decision-making process. So what, what about that bothers you? And if they're actually really honest, be like, oh, well, you know, I never could get a tattoo and, you know, whatever. Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Last one. Update your truths. This is so important because something could be true for us five years ago and no longer true, uh, you know, later on down the road. One thing I changed about my truth was what the, the definition of success is, right? Because growing up, we get definitions hammered into us. So forget the Merriam-Webster dictionary. I mean, like social definitions of what truth is. You know, if, if, John's, if John is driving, you know, the nice car, he's driving a Lincoln town car, or if he's driving... Um, a Lexus or something like that, you know, all, all the material signs of someone, quote unquote, someone making it, right? You know, but what if John is really unhappy and he got that Lincoln town car because he was just trying to impress people because he's wanting to really seem like he made it, but he really just wants to Prius and he doesn't care. You know, what if he's really not materialistic? And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. If you want the Lincoln town car, get the Lincoln town car, but get it because you want it. Okay, don't get it because you think you needed to maintain um, an an image that you don't like. Maintain the image that you do like. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Whatever image that you like, maintain that. So that's what I'm saying. So I had to really look at, okay, what is success? Because if you leave it up to, well, now the internet. So when I was young, the internet, (laughs) we had to literally dial in to get on the internet. And it was completely different back then. Um, we got more pop-ups than anything <laughs> back in those days. But w- w- so what I'm saying here is that reevaluate it. So I had to reevaluate success. What is success for me? Well, there's a lot to go with that. Success for me is helping, and not that I have a problem helping men. I help men from time to time, but it's mostly women. Helping women to live their, their truth, to live their unapologetic life, to unlock their inner goddess, to understand their their gifts, their spiritual gifts, that's part of success for me. Yes, financial success as well. I mean, you know, we can't survive in this world without money, right? So financial success, that's success to me as well. Uh, having healthy friendships, that's success. Success is so much more than a car and a single home. Success for me is getting to travel with my friends to try different things, new business opportunities, meet new people. Success for me is being healthy, walking, you know, things like that. There's, you know, success when I get my makeup done right, when when my eyeliner matches <laughs> because I'm heavy-handed. So sometimes I put too much eyeliner on. I'm like, oh my gosh, now I got to start over. So <laughs> that's small scale success. But it's not just limited to two sentences. Success is so much more than that. And that's my truth. Success for you could, could be, you know, uh, being in, 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 a, in a happy marriage and having two kids, you know, you know, but I want you to define it for you. I don't want anyone else defining your truth because the minute someone does that, they're now in control of your life because they're saying, oh, well, you shouldn't be doing that because that's not aligned with your truth. But they're not going to say your truth. What they're going to say is, 
do you really want to do that? You think you should be doing that? I don't know if you can do that because you don't, you don't really do things like that anyway. You should come help me with this, right? You're, you're going to start helping them with their goals and their dreams and your life's going to be put on hold. Don't do that. So redefine what your truth is and reevaluate it over the years. You know, it just may change because we all grow. What was true for me back then when I was younger was, you know, hey, my truth is I'm going to live my life via partying, you know, uh, via whatever, right? Now, I don't care so much to go out to, to the club and party. That's not my truth anymore. But it was part of my truth lifestyle, right? The life I wanted, wanted to live, right? But not, not so much anymore. Now, I'm just like, oh, my God, no, please don't. <laughs> I don't want to go to the club. <laughs> All right? But I did enough of that. I'm done. So that's what I mean to really just take some time to see what does that look like? What does wealth look like for you? You know, wealth in relationships, wealth with money, wealth with self, wealth with health, all that. All right. So those are the points I have for you. You know, really make some time to look at that and and see how that fits into the overall, you know, theme in, in your life. Okay. Unlocking that portion of you is what's going to make you feel even more magical, right? Because the more you define things for yourself, the more clear you are about things. And once you're defining things and you're clear, guess what? As part of like side effect, manifestation happens, all right? Even faster because you're so truthful. There's no static going out to the universe. There's no like kind of sort of, you know, I don't know. Like, no, it's firm. It's like, this is what I want because this is my truth and watch people and opportunities come your way as if it's destined to happen. All right. So that's what I have for you, spiritual trailblazer. As always, I want you to be kind to yourself. I forgot to mention this in the beginning, but you know, definitely let's get on a call. Let's get on what I call the goddess discovery call because I'm helping you to unlock your inner goddess. And we're doing this by learning how to speak our truth, by setting our boundaries. So let's do that, all right? The link is in the description for this episode. Let's set up a call, all right? Uh, I am sending you many blessings, and I will see you next week where we will be talking about the last installment of the series, all right? And that is Dare to Be. All right, talk to you soon. Have a wonderful week filled with many blessings. Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings.